I'm Miss Tyler, and welcome to another episode of Context for Kids, where I teach you guys stuff most adults don't even know. If this is your first time hearing, or if you've missed anything, you can find all the episodes archived at contextforkids.podbean.com, which has them downloadable, or at contextforkids.com, where I have transcripts for readers, or my Context for Kids YouTube channel. Now, this episode is very different because something kind of happened to me that I want to talk about. I bet you have bad things happen to you, too. Everyone does. And sometimes when bad things happen, we feel so alone and as though no one understands or cares or even loves us. And sometimes, and this is terrible, no one does care for this or that reason. That's really sad. And when I say no one, of course, I don't include God in that or Jesus or the Holy Spirit. When no one cares, it never includes them. And so sometimes the only thing you can do is pray. I hope there's never a time when you get picked on or bullied or insulted and no one cares. But if it does happen, then I want you to know that you aren't alone and you don't have to be sad all by yourself. Now, before I talk about all that, I'm going to tell you that if someone touches you someplace where they shouldn't, there are always people who care about that. I always care about that. The police care about that. That's illegal and people go to jail for that. That's where they belong if you touch you, if they touch you like that. And they might try and trick you and say they'll hurt other people if you tell. But if they're telling you that, it's because they're scared that people will find out because they know they're wrong. And they know that if you tell, then you will have all the power. If you don't tell, they get to feel powerful and they will never stop. It's the oldest and most evil trick in the books that adults play to hurt a kid and then tell them not to tell anyone about it. If someone has to tell you not to say anything, means that what they're doing is 100% and 10% wrong, and they know it. Also, if someone, like, punches you or breaks your bones or makes you bleed or leaves marks on your bodies that don't go away quick, that's illegal, too. And I care about that. I care a lot. You tell somebody about it, okay? A lot of people care about that. Unfortunately, though, there are really mean things that people can do to you that aren't illegal, even though they're wrong. I'm talking about words. I'm talking about the people who are cruel with their words or people who like to scare other people for fun. And because it isn't against the law to do that, some people just don't care. And the shocking thing is that even people who say they love Jesus can be very cruel and unkind about what they say to other people. They're just mean and critical, meaning they criticize you for everything you do, no matter what. They don't say nice things. They don't notice when you do something right. They'll be mean about how you look, or maybe they'll be mean because you're a girl or because you're a boy. Maybe they won't like how you dress or what kind of house you live in or whatever. There are some people who just, no matter what you do, it will never be right in their eyes because they don't want you to be right. Believe me, there are people who are mean and who want you to feel bad about yourself. And they will use whatever they can to make you feel like there is something wrong with you. Even if the stuff they come up with is silly, okay? 
But it's just because it's silly doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt a whole lot. And especially if you love that person who's hurting you. Not all bullies are in school, and sometimes bullies are at home too. Grandparents, aunts and uncles, cousins, brothers and sisters, and even parents and step-parents can be cruel. Even teachers and pastors and people at church can be really mean. And when you get older, there might be bullies at work. They just don't usually beat you up once they get older. That part does tend to get better. So if you have bullies in your life, keep your chin up. Once they can be, once they become adults, they can go to jail. Because they know they can go to jail, mostly they stop beating people up because they aren't really brave enough to want to be locked up with people even worse than they are. So, what are the silly sorts of things people make fun of other people for? Well, first of all, for how you look. As though, you know, you had a choice in the matter, right? Like, somehow they think it's like choosing an avatar in a video game. Like, oh, I want this higher color and this eye color, and I want to be six foot tall and have big muscles instead of being skinny or, or whatever. I don't know about you, but I popped out looking like this, just a lot younger. I didn't choose to be so tiny or unathletic, you know, bad at sports. I also didn't choose to be a girl. I didn't choose some of the health problems I was born with. Why would I choose to have something wrong with me that way? I mean, duh. I didn't choose my nose. I didn't choose to have legs that are too long for my upper body so that my pants go all the way up past my belly. And you didn't choose the way you look either. <laughs> we are stuck with ourselves. And that's not a bad thing. I mean, just think if we could all choose how we looked, we'd probably be like those video game people looking pretty much all the same, which would be boring. And think if we could choose if we were a boy or a girl. I'll tell you that everyone would have been looking at what life was like in a certain culture before they'd choose, and everyone would choose to be whoever had it better. And the human race would have died out really quick. You know, it's dangerous to be born a girl in some places. In China, for a very long time now, baby, baby girls were and are being killed just because people only want sons. That's also true in ancient Rome and a whole lot of other places. In some Islamic countries today, women have no rights at all, and men can actually kill them if they want, and the police won't do anything about it. And no one would have chosen to have dark skin during the times when they could be enslaved and stolen away from their families and sold to people who were white-skinned. But think of the fact that no matter if we are boys or girls or what our skin, hair, or eyes look like, we were all created especially by God. Although humans might think that certain kinds of people are better than other kinds of people and should have more rights, it wasn't that way in the beginning when two people shared the garden and all their responsibilities for caring for it and worshiping God. After sin entered the world, everything changed. People began to be mean to one another for a lot of really stupid reasons. Some people decided that they deserved to be powerful and they decided that other people were too weak to matter as much as they did. Do you remember when we talked about Lamech? 
He was the very first bully in the Bible. He would kill you even if you just hit him. And then he said he deserved much more revenge than Cain would ever get if someone touched him. Bullies are generally very touchy people and very weak on the inside, even if they are strong on the outside. If they were strong on the inside, they wouldn't feel like they need for everyone else to be feel small. God made me the way I am. Not to be more special, but just to be unique. You are the same way. Special, but not more special than anyone else. You are an amazing work of art, and you don't need to compare yourself to everyone else, because what good would it do? All the surgery and hair dye in the world won't change who you are on the inside, and that's what God cares about. What you look like on the outside doesn't do anyone a lick of good, but who you are on the inside is important to everyone you will ever meet now. Bullies will never care about who you are on the inside. They won't get to know you well enough. They're going to miss out on who you really are because all they can see is what's on the outside. They don't care about getting to know you. You aren't a real person to them. In fact, bullies are generally only interested in themselves. That's all they think about. No one else is real. That's so important to understand. They aren't trying to hurt you because there is something wrong with you. They just want to hurt someone and you happen to be there. But they will make you think that there's something wrong with you because, guess what? If they can convince themselves that there's something wrong with you and you deserve it, then they won't have to notice what horrible people they are. They don't want to feel guilty about what they're doing, so they're going to make it all your fault. But it's a lie. It's a fairy tale. It's an illusion. It just isn't true. I've been dealing with a bully in my life since I was a little girl. And he really hurts me. He still hurts me and I'm 52 years old now. It doesn't hurt as bad as it used to because now I know God and God helps me. But I would be lying if I said it doesn't make me very sad and hurt when he does it. He doesn't hit me, but he always says cruel things to me. He even says bad things about me to other people. He even says them to my sons, and it makes them very angry when he does it. And I wanted this person to love me more than I've ever wanted anyone in my life to love me, but he just doesn't. He loves my brothers. He says nice things about them, but not about me no matter how hard I try, so at one point I just stopped trying. I tried everything to get him to love me. I tried to be what he wanted. I tried to change to be more like him, which was like the worst idea of all time. Great googly moogly. Why do we think it's a good idea to try and get mean people to like us anyway? As though them liking us will make us more special? Heck no, it just makes us worse people ourselves. No, we need to be kind and to be like Jesus, but you never saw Jesus trying to act like the bullies. No, Jesus only ever acted like God. So I want to teach you about how to deal with the things you can't change. And I want to talk to you about forgiveness. I don't want you guys to be a bunch of old guys and old ladies like me before someone teaches you this stuff. And I'm not going to tell you to just walk it off or that it will be easy because that doesn't help at all. And it's actually pretty insulting and it isn't true. Being tougher isn't the answer either. That just makes us more likely to become mean people ourselves. And mostly, 
Being tougher just means we're pretending it doesn't hurt. And pretending doesn't help us to be healthier people, right? Imagine eating, imagine pretending to eat health food instead of Cheetos and expecting to get <laughs> strong bodies. <laughs> For my birthday this year, God taught me something wonderful. All right. So a few days ago, someone really disagreed with me about something and they called me some horrible names on social media and accused me of some horrible crimes if they were true. Then she came back in my private messages and insulted me some more. Even said I shouldn't be teaching you guys. So I prayed about it and I asked God to show me if she was right or wrong because we always have to be willing for God to show us if we're right or wrong. And God showed me something very important. Something I want you to know too. When someone's mean to you, look at how they're acting. Look at how they normally treat people. If someone who is normally very kind, patient, loving, peaceful and gentle is angry at you, then chances are you've done something wrong, okay? It doesn't mean that the way they're handling it is good, but they're more likely to be on to something, okay? That's when you really have to think about what you might have done and pray about it. But when a bully comes after you, should you take what they say seriously? Should you believe that what they say is the truth? Or should you reason... Realize that that's just how they treat everyone or at least enough people that they can't be trusted. It's good to look at what the Bible says about people who can be trusted and measure the person being mean up to that standard. Are they humble or do they brag all the time and make other people feel badly about themselves? If they brag a lot, then what they're doing to you is just another way they're bragging about themselves. Because if they make you look worse, then they don't have to make themselves look better. Jesus called that exalting yourself, and he said that sooner or later, the people who do that will get taken down a notch because no one should make anyone but God out to be all that in a bag of chips. Are they generous or greedy? Do they give or do they take? Are they quick to take credit or take care of people, or are they quick to hurt people? Do they give all the blame to others and take all the credit for themselves? Are they liars about people they don't like? And are they willing to ignore the bad things that are done by people they do like? Do they make excuses for themselves and come down really hard on others? If they're doing those wrong things, then whatever they say about you can't be trusted because they aren't fair. In fact, you might not be wrong to assume that the opposite of what they say is usually the truth. Are they kind? When you have a problem, are they the first or last person you would ever want to go to? If they're not a safe person to take your problems to, then they aren't safe people to take advice from either or want opinions from. Whatever they have to say about your life just isn't worth listening to. Would you send a person to them for advice about their life? If not, then they shouldn't be telling you anything that you're willing to hear about your life either. Oh, they have something nasty to say? Gee, what a shock. I'm telling you that you will always come across people in this life who don't feel the slightest bit bad about saying whatever they're thinking. And with those people, the things they're thinking often have nothing to do with reality. Do they ever apologize? 
People who don't apologize are people who don't care about you or anyone else as a human being. Hopefully someday they will change, but until they do, you have no reason to think that they think much about what they say before they say it or after they say it. Who do you want to listen to? People who are kind. People who don't enjoy saying unpleasant things to or about others. People who don't go around gossiping. You know, talking about other people behind their back, whether it's true or not. People who only say things that are absolutely necessary. People who aren't always getting angry and lashing out and hurting others. People who don't judge based on appearances or over things that can't be controlled. Imagine criticizing a person with a broken leg for limping, right? <laughs> people who don't pick on every little thing and who aren't criticizing people for things that aren't actually sinful. People who are merciful when folks are struggling with their sins and problems. People who know that they aren't perfect either. People who are kind when they get disagreed with. Now, sometimes even people like this are wrong, but it's safe to listen to them because they really think about what they say before they say it and have decided it was worth it. People like that really care about you and want what is best for you. They won't say they're speaking the truth in love when they're actually just being mean all the time. If only everyone was so careful and so loving, but they aren't. And so what do you do when you come across someone who is mean and hurtful? Well, hopefully you have friends and families who will listen as you talk about what happened. Talking about it's important. Talking about why what happened was wrong is important because we shouldn't pretend that things are okay when they're not okay. Then talk about your feelings because they are important too. Don't pretend like you are okay when you are not okay. If the people in your life aren't willing to listen, you can always talk to Jesus. Alone in your room or while you're walking or in your head in bed at night. Jesus is always there to listen. He cares about you being a healthy person on the inside. He isn't going to tell you to get over it. He isn't going to get bored or call you a big baby or tell you to just ignore it. People do that sometimes when they just don't want to hear someone else's problems or when they feel like they will have to choose sides or say that someone else that they like is wrong. I've had that happen before. Have someone do something terrible to me and tell a friend and have that friend get angry at me because they don't want to have to say their other friend was doing something wrong. It's sad, but it happens. Hopefully you have someone else to talk to, but maybe not. But Jesus is always there. As you talk to Jesus about what's going on and why it was wrong and how it made you feel, you can decide something very important. If what happened to you was against the law, then you can tell your parents or a teacher or a police officer because it's very important that we hold people responsible for their crimes. If what happened to you wasn't against the law, you can choose not to retaliate. That means you aren't going to do to them what they did to you. That means you're going to decide to be like Jesus. 
And it's the hardest thing in the world sometimes because we want to hit back or call names back or hurt them like they hurt us. And it might feel really good for a minute, but pretty soon we aren't happy about it anymore. And for one, we probably get hit even harder in return. And now what are we going to do? Now we're going to have a total war going on and each side has to do worse and worse until somebody gives up. Choosing not to retaliate is called forgiveness. Jesus talked a lot about forgiveness, but I'm going to tell you what forgiveness is and is not. Forgiveness isn't the same thing as saying that what they did to you isn't very wrong, or that it's okay, or that it didn't matter. It was wrong, it wasn't okay, and it matters. Forgiveness also doesn't mean that people who break the law aren't going to go to jail. Forgiveness doesn't mean that someone gets to keep beating you or touching you in bad ways. Forgiveness doesn't mean that the person gets to be a part of your life. Forgiveness doesn't mean that they said sorry and decided to be good from now on. Sometimes that never happens. Forgiveness means that you aren't going to take revenge and keep taking revenge for the rest of your life. Forgiveness means that you're not going to think about them 24 hours a day for the rest of your life. Forgiveness means that you don't get stuck being hurt and angry forever and even though you will still be hurt and angry sometimes. Forgiveness means that you get to walk away and leave them behind and hopefully you can do that. If not, then you need help so that you can get away from them. I know how hard that can be with bullies at school. Believe me, I know. Forgiveness doesn't always mean that things go back to how they were before you got hurt. I wish they did. But I can tell you that God can heal our hearts and our minds when we choose to forgive. When we stay angry and vengeful, we get worse and worse and more and more miserable. When we hate them, something inside us becomes darker. You know, everyone gets hurt sometimes in big ways and small ways, but not everyone gets their hearts healed afterwards. God does that for people who forgive and who keep on forgiving. God does that for people who trust him and try to stop hating. Yep, I said try. It isn't easy and it doesn't happen all at once. Forgiving and not hating is something you have to remind yourself to do every time that anger comes up. And when it does, it's okay to talk about it again. And to talk about how it makes you feel again. It still isn't right or okay, and it still matters. But it gets easier every time, and it's important. That's why God helps us. And it's scary to forgive people because the first thing we think of is, if I forgive them, then they will hurt me again, and it will all just hurt worse. And yeah, they may hurt you again, but I'm going to tell you a secret. It hurts a lot worse to be sad and angry all the time and thinking about how they hurt you all the time. It's like living in jail while they're wandering the neighborhood free and not even thinking about what they did to you because they don't care about anyone but themselves. You hurting all the time doesn't make their life worse. It makes your life worse. When we don't forgive and move on, they get to win every minute of every day that we spend thinking about what they did and how bad it hurt and how we wish we had a piano drop on their heads. Yeah, I thought about that. <laughs> a lot. Ugh. 
when we forgive, we get to be like Jesus on the most important day of his life when he was crucified and died. You know, before he died, he asked God to forgive the people who had betrayed him, arrested him, lied about him, beat him, and crucified him. Now, no one is probably ever going to do something so terrible to you or me, and I sure hope not anyway. But when he was forgiving them, he was forgiving us too, because we've all done hurtful things to other people. But Jesus, who was perfect and never did anything wrong to anyone, forgave those who hurt him. You can be sure he will help us do the same thing, and when we do, we become more and more like him and less and less like the people who have hurt us. <laughs> I love you. I'm praying for you. And I pray you have a wonderful time studying the Bible this week with the people who love you.